say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Unspoiled, Episode 139, Clash of Kings, Chapter 68, John. In this chapter, John is ready to die an honorable death, and then is asked to give up his honor, and possibly his life. Welcome to Unspoiled. Bran has to be next. <laughs> You're so not... A, don't focus on that. No. Well, let's talk about Bran for a second. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. This is a pretty uh, pretty interesting predicament John's got himself into. Yeah. Did you expect this to happen Like when he said, be ready to do whatever is asked of you? Uh, no, I didn't. I mean, once he explained the entire thing to him, uh, yes, I did. However... Uh, I did not expect John to have to join the Wildlings, but once it was presented as a idea, I was like, "Ooh, that sounds good. Let's do something. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's see what happens." So now he's gonna have to go off. He's gonna marry uh, Ygritte. <laughs> yep. They're gonna have uh, Lots wild of babies. Redheaded babies. Yep. He's like, "Well, I'm sorry. I swore this oath that I would do whatever it takes to make it seem like I had joined the group. So I guess we gotta fuck." Yep. Um, for honor. For honor's sake. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a tense beginning to the chapter because Corinne's telling him to build up the fire and he's like, oh, he wants us to build a fire. He knows we're about to die. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that he's kind of just creating a diversion. It so as soon out. as they get like warm and toasty, he's like, so we got to go. John's like, but I thought uh, we were going to die. We were going to die all nice and warm. Why? I just, I, this bacon is half cooked. Can we just wait like 12 <laughs> seconds? So they get they um leave and go under a waterfall, which sounds like the worst ever at this point. Like just the fact that they're freezing cold, and then they have to be wet and freezing cold. Absolutely, no yeah. one told Half End not to go. 
chasing these waterfalls. Oh, God. Um, oh, God. Though we did skip the part where Solid Snake escapes and he uh, climbs up over the rocks. Did you say Solid Snake? Yeah, I'm sorry. That is the protagonist of 1998 era video game Metal Gear Solid. Wow. <laughs> uh, snake skin, snake face. Stone snake. Stone snake. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Solid snakes. Stones are solid. They we are talked about solid. Stones. I kind of thought that's where you had gotten it from. And I was like, that's very specific. Except for magma. But uh, yeah, they he's John's assumed essentially that they're all gonna they're all dead. Yeah. Um, and he thought that the uh, archer had been able to hold off most of them, but they hear a hunting horn sooner than they expected. Right. Um. And yeah, they go under this waterfall, and I guess there's a cave. They decide to wait and see if the wildlings come upon them in the night. And then if they don't, they're going to go through this tunnel. And they're going to be a scot-free. Yeah, and they get to the end of the tunnel, and the fucking eagle is sitting there staring at them. Oh, that must yep. have been such a bummer. Absolutely. He thought it was going to be like in Grand Theft Auto when you go get your car repainted. Right. But instead, it was like in real life when you go get your car repainted. <laughs> and the cops are like, yep, we, we've been we waiting know. here for you because we you know. S- you still have a face, buddy. <laughs> you play way too much Grand Theft Auto. This is where all you dummies go. <laughs> oh, man. What if the cops built a... like. uh auto detailing shop to look exactly like the one in Grand Theft Auto. I'm like, just wait, we'll get them. Right. So he uh they basically are um stuck in this little alcove, essentially, while the uh wildlings come upon them. And we meet uh the Lord of Bones, also known as Rattleshirt. Yes. Great name. Uh, yeah, really, this guy is the Lady Gaga of Wildlings. Yeah. He's committed to his fashion statement. Um, it sounds like it looks awesome, but is really annoying. It It's funny, like, if you were the Lady Gaga, then I imagine Lady Gaga would have to have, like, a really uh, ir- irreverent nickname, like, um, Baby something, because it's Gaga, right? So. Wait, the reverent nickname of what? Because his name is Lord of Bones and right. he likes to go by, but they, everybody really calls him Rattleshirt to annoy him. Oh, okay. So, so Lady Gaga would need like some stupid name that she was like, don't call me that. Oh, maybe something like Lady Gaga. <laughs> uh, Just throwing it out there. Baby. Baby, baby Baba. <laughs> baby Baba. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. We've really taken that uh, woman down a peg. <laughs> um. And Corinne is offering to fight uh, Rattleshirt, and Rattleshirt's all like, I would, but I just don't feel like it right now. <laughs> He's right. Just, really. Because they're redeploying the same tactic as a squire archer face um, did, where they're, only a couple of them can run up on him at a time. Mm-hmm. No one can get behind him. So, right. you know, they're probably not going to be able to kill everybody, but they'd be able to kill more than they could normally. Right. Um, which is zero. And yeah, Rattleshirt doesn't want to die. Yes, because he knows he would. So Corinne's like, whatever, bring it. And then they say that they're going to uh, shoot him. And John runs out and says, I yield. Um, well, we actually kind of skipped over that main part where Corinne is like, you're going to have to do what is necessary. Right. Um, you're going to become a wildling. Yes. You're going to fuck anyone who wants it. men women eagles brendan <laughs> what? wait what 
<laughs> it's um, like rumspringa for Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah, he basically... John is planning on, you know, dying the death of, I will never turn my back on the Night's Watch. And Corinne says, our honor is as meaningless as our lives. And, uh, you know, just it just doesn't matter as long as the wall is safe. Right. And uh, I think that's the first time John's really thought of it that way. Um, right. I wish somebody had been around to tell Ned Stark that his honor came second to the realm being safe. But, you know. Well, this is like a... It's uh, he's not the hero they need, but he's the hero that they deserve. It's okay. like the end of the Dark Knight, where he's like, "I'm going to tell everyone that I was Two Face or what, I, whatever the fuck they do." <laughs> Basically, like making Batman, he's like, "I'll take the hit, and my my legend will be destroyed." But right. it's what Gotham needs right now. I haven't seen the new one, so I don't know if <laughs> what they do with that. So yeah, John runs forward and says that he yields, mm-hmm. and uh, Corinne's like. Go to your new masters, you craven. And they do this whole thing. And uh, in order to prove that he is really turning, they tell him to kill Corinne. And he does, just barely. He manages to win only pretty much because Ghost distracts him by biting the fuck out of his leg. That and Corinne. Corinne gives him a good, like, it's not like, ugh, I'm... I'm hitting you. <laughs> like, right. Clearly, Corinne knows he has to lose the fight. He can't kill John. Right, of course. Um, but it seems like he gives him a good run for his money. Um, but we're missing a couple important steps. I, I bet you we are. So uh, the woman who... Because um, there is some debate over whether Jon Snow can come on their side anyway. Right, even after he kills Corinne, the Rattleshirt's still like, okay, now kill him. Yep. <laughs> and... Um, but Ygritte, uh, the girl from that he saved before, or at least refused to kill, which I guess is technically... <laughs> is that saving? Yes. Because um, I've been refusing to kill people basically 24-7. Are you? Are people asking you to kill someone and you're just refusing all the time? Mm, someone in my head is asking me. You should get that checked out. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and get a uh, apartment that's being sublet to live in until that's all sorted out for you what did you say natasha (laughs) kill everyone (laughs) um uh and then the thing about this chapter that really just tickled me the most is um so rattle shirt comes running out with all his rattly shirts (laughs) he's covered in bones and he's like i'm gonna cast runes with your teeth i'm like oh this guy's got the eagle like he's the eagle master because he's like a shaman He's acquainted with the Dreamlands. But that is not correct. No, well, then, well, apparently, yeah, Yogurt says that the eagle used to be the guy that Jon Snow killed. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Is it? It's not funny. It's just, it caught me so by surprise. And it's such an odd idea. It's like, oh, I used to be a guy, now I'm a fucking eagle. <laughs> Typical. I find it really interesting, like, the idea that for somebody like Sansa, who had had the wolf, and... If you believe that Bran and John are going into their wolves, then the idea is there that Sansa might have at one point been able to go into Lady, her mm-hmm. wolf, and sort of live a second life. But now her wolf's dead, so she can't. Oh, so if she dies, she really dies. But if anybody else dies and their wolf's still alive, can they go into their wolf and still kind of be alive? I mean, that could happen with Bran. I mean, I could see him as a character being turned in, like... Just a wolf? Just because, well, he's been he's already uh, been disabled. Right. And um, now, uh, 
last we heard he was dead and then he wasn't dead and then everything around winterfell was totally fucked yeah i still think he's in the basement um so i could see like that would be a crazy chapter to be like the bastard of the dreadfort kills bran and then like his eyes opened again and he was a wolf the end thank you for uh reading (laughs) good one that's a clunky ending grr um also, what? How different would this book be? As if when they killed Lady, her brain went into Sansa, <laughs> and then Sansa had like a half Sansa wolf personality. Would not have done very well at court if she oh, was Lady's personality. But what if they just kind of merged so she had like wolf ferocity but human intelligence? Oh, it'd be the greatest! Wow. I'm um, writing a book called Wolf Ferocity: How to Make It in the Court of Westeros by Brendan Kingston. And, like, I wonder, because they talk about different wargs and how they can go into, like, some of them have one specific animal and others can go into several. So can the guy leave the eagle and go into other animals? Only uh, animals that rhyme with eagle. So beagles? Beagles. And actually bagels, which is weird. <laughs> You're an idiot. Oh, my God. Why are you? Um, yeah, at least as far as I've read, we've gotten very little info on warg magic. Yeah, it's not talked about very much. Well, people don't believe in it. You the know, wildlings do though. So they maybe do they'll because they're still living. I mean, they're them. living with giants, and you know they're running from White Walkers, so they're believing in everything. Right. But all the uh, civilized people south of the Wall, Ugh, they're wise. Snurks and, they know and Grimkins. Right. Interesting. So the um, Corin Halfan knows Rattleshirt. Rattleshirt has a giant's head as his helmet. Right. So. I mean, Quarren knows the giants are real, right? Like, well, how was... it's it could be thought, I guess, that the skeleton was really old and that they're, they're just thing. dead. It's like a yeah. fossil. Something like that. Or maybe he didn't have that helm before. Maybe he had a wolf head or a... Uh, or a giant wolf head. Or a mammoth head. If you were going to wear... How huge would a mammoth be? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I have to turn my shoulders and my head at the same time. And the tusks knock things over a lot. But, <laughs> damn, people do not expect it. <laughs> Uh, if you had to wear an animal skull as a helmet or hat, uh, what's your choice? What do you go to? Um, hippopotamus. Holy shit. That's a big skull. Yeah. See? Um, people don't expect it. People don't expect it. And uh, uh, what? what's your reasoning? Just because it's so big? Because uh, it's the animal that kills the most humans? very dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would also want to uh, learn how to spin my tail while I take a poop. So that it flies everywhere. Yeah. And people know. So you're really become, you're like, um, I would not... warg into a hippopotamus. Right, right, right. And eventually I would wear a tutu and do ballet. Sure, as a Fantasia. Yeah. Of course, of course. Well, now I have to be a crocodile so I can be the other half of the scene. Yes. Um, okay. Well, I'm glad we came to a, a healthy and, agreement. And you, sir, what would you wear? Um, well, crocodile strong. Wolves heads are a little too small, I think. Even though they're a scary animal, they just kind of sit on top. I got a pretty big noggin. You do. Um, so I need something with like a big... Oh, shark. Shark would be the best. Sharks don't have skulls. Uh, just like that big jaw thing that they have. Like, so it would sit on your head like a crown? Or would you like look out from between the jaws? I'd look out from between the jaws. So you would be like... Every time you look down, you'd be spearing your chin on the teeth? No, it would, be, it would shoot out a little further than my face. Okay. So that I could... It would be kind of like wearing a helmet. And then I'd have a thing where I press a button and it would go chomp, chomp, uh, you know, for fun. 
<laughs> oh yeah, obviously. Um, all right, good. And I get put some LEDs on them. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they have a debate on whether or not they're going to take John. Yes, they follow parliamentary procedure. <laughs> well. Rattleshirt's like definitely not. Let's kill this motherfucker. I don't trust him for a bit. He turned on his brother like at the drop of a hat. Yep. And, and Eagle uh, guy's like, kill him. Yeah, exactly. I did wings for people who are only. Yeah, listening. he definitely flapped his arms. And then um, Egret and all the other people are like, "No, nah, we got to keep him, yo." And they basically talk down Rattleshirt and are like, no, we're not listening to you. And yep. John's like, oh, wow, they really are free people. They can just do what they want. And they don't have to obey this guy, even though he calls himself Lord. It's obviously meaningless. Right. Um, it just means he killed lots of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much the end of the chapter, right? Well, inter- interestingly, I don't know, possibly coincidentally, possibly foretellingly, it was Ygritte and the other Spearwife, I feel like, who led the charge for keeping a Jon Snow around. Right. Because they want to bone him? Yeah. That's what you're thinking. These ladies know what's up. <laughs> um, also, I love the idea that um, like a young rattle shirt just had like chicken bones and like little birds <laughs> and rabbit <laughs> bones. And then as he grew up, he added more uh, fearsome things. It's like, man, these bones are getting really tight. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so what do you think is going to happen in the... Uh, obviously, he doesn't get another chapter, so what's the next book going to hold for John? Oh, I hope it's uh, all about being a double agent in a culture that he doesn't understand and uh, needing to defame everything he thought was honorable and right. He has to throw it to the wind mm. and uh, become what Gotham really needs. <laughs> so do you think he will permanently become a wildling, or do you think he'll like eventually at some point go back to the Night's Watch? I'm wondering if he gets into kind of a, a, like, I mean, like you could, there's a couple different stories I could see happening. Um, you know, him just joining as like a double agent and then helping defuse them somehow. Or, I mean, he could join and be like, uh, kind of go native a little bit, get a little <laughs> like uh heart of darkness thing going on. Uh, what's that? Apocalypse now? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, you know, what if he like goes in and like Mance Rainer is like, listen, we're, we actually figured out something that no one in the south quote unquote knows and winter's coming and and we're gonna have to you know it's now our our way is the way that's gonna have to be yeah like what if he's like listen this the thing we're doing is the only way to stop the white walkers from killing all the people and no one below the wall will ever buy it unless we come in there by force because who's gonna buy wildlings Unless they're on sale. <laughs> um, all right, cool. I think those. Uh, I think the second one's more interesting. Like if Jon Snow just goes like crazy. Um, I also kind of like the idea of him becoming a wildling really intensely and having to do a couple things like prove he's like on board and then getting back to the Night's Watch. But he's like a like PTSD vet. Like no one knows for sure. Like he says he's Was back, he really? but yeah. Like, can you ever really come back? Like, what's that wild look in his eye? Who is this guy now? It's a very, like, Homeland type situation. If anybody's watched Homeland from, uh, I believe it's HBO. You're not talking about the early 90s magic card expansion set, Homelands? I don't know what the show is. I haven't seen it. <laughs> well, this guy gets um, kidnapped by Al-Qaeda and tortured for, like, nine years, and everybody thinks he's dead. And then uh, he is rescued 
um, very coincidentally, and brought back to the United States. And it turns out that he is like a sleeper agent, basically. Oh. I don't even know if he would say sleeper. He's just like, he's, he's Al-Qaeda now. He's been sort of brainwashed. I see. But everybody, like, the audience knows that, but nobody else kno- knows that. So it's a very, like, is he or isn't he? There's a lot of evidence pointing to that he is, but uh, it could easily be, you know. That's so weird. I haven't seen the show, but that plot sounds so, like, something you would give, like, the Nazis or the communist Russians where they're, like, taking Americans and brainwashing them. Um, That's what's so interesting about the show, too, is that it's, like, um, because the people who are American asking that question, like, is he really still patriotic American, you know, he's been painted as a war hero, and it's a really delicate question. Like, do we say that everybody who's been taken prisoner has been brainwashed? Is that the road that we're going to go down now? And that sounds like a false dichotomy very, uh, to me. Uh, you know what I mean. I just don't want to talk about it anymore because you're taking all the fun out of it. Oh, I'm trying to add fun to it. You're not doing it right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you hear Nazi super scientists. You're like, I get it. But I hear Al-Qaeda super scientists. I'm like, doesn't sound the same. Who's a super scientist? Brain if your brainwashing is not like a thing that's like real, so you need to have super science to get it done. Well, it's not exactly I wouldn't say that they brainwashed him, but they um kind of trick him into thinking that they're doing these nice things to help him and that it's really America that's lying. Mm-hmm. And there are times when they are correct. For example, a um city that or the little village that he was living in which was mostly school children gets bombed and they're trying to bomb it to get this leader who is hiding out with all these kids and um they show him footage from the american news networks that says that it um al-qaeda saying that it was a village of children uh school children but it was really like a you know such and such encampment of terrorists and they're Mm -hmm. just saying that to make everybody and he knows because he was there that it was a village of school children. Oh. So they're showing him various things here and there that the Americans are lying about and eventually get him to feel like he's the one that's on the wrong side and switch over. Do they address 9-11 at all? Um, I, I've only watched the last like five episodes of the season because I came in when a friend had it on already. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as I have seen, no. Oh, man. Yeah. That would be the first question I asked as a brainwash guy. It's like, so was it an inside job? What's going on? Um, okay. Well, that's uh, that sounds super heavy. It is heavy. Yeah. It's very tense. And uh, the actors are really good. Recommend it if anybody wants to watch it. I mean, the parts that I've just told here are not really like, they're more in the first few episodes. Um, so it's not like I've spoiled too badly. Okay. But it's interesting. But that's Saucy. what it made me think of when you were saying, like, John comes back and they're not sure who he really is. Yeah. And, uh... It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> Song as old as rhyme. Absolutely. Uh, the Beast actually fought in a war against werewolves, and then they were never sure whose side he was on after that. So, um, you, do you, you said that the second one you felt was more interesting. Do you think that's actually what's going to happen? Or... Um, all right, my argument for it actually happening is I think George R. R. Martin has a good call for what's more interesting. Okay. My argument against it actually happening 
is I was thinking about this and a lot of the, like this book, it seems huge, right? It's 69 chapters. Mm-hmm. There's tons of characters. There's all these stories happening. But I feel like the first half of the book, it's like distributed pretty evenly. And then a lot of our focus goes to um, King's Landing and then a little bit to kind of Arya. Like there's a little bit scattered here and there. Right. But like Jon Snow, I feel like has been treading water forever. So I feel like if he just doesn't, it's like he takes on like, I'm going to write an epic book that's for about three weeks worth of story time, but it's about 400 different people. So I just feel like there he could get to the point where like I can't cover this entire story with the amount of real estate I have to give to Jon Snow. So I'm going to write the shorter story because I can actually get it into the book. Hmm. Okay. That's my theory. For I, It doesn't seem like that's his issue, seeing as Daenerys' fucking story that was outlined in the beginning is like on act like one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really an act two, but it's not near like it's only like partway through. Do you remember when you said in the like second chapter of the first book, like, well, obviously when they go to Westeros, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly there's no concern for, you know, there was never a thought. I don't think that like, oh, this is gonna be a trilogy, and then like add one on. It was like, yeah, we'll just keep writing this forever. Right. Yeah, it's um, the, the pacing is definitely he he isn't doing the. Uh, what's expected of him at all yeah so which i find simultaneously frustrating and intriguing i would be i wonder if anyone does a uh like i think a graph of like the amount of chapters or like something like word somebody's count. done it yeah like Someone. in the characters from the beginning because i feel like you know stannis had a ton of stuff going on in the beginning and then like disappeared disappeared because we were through davos and he had his little thing going on but it wasn't a big deal um, I feel like John had a bunch of stuff going on kind of in the background and then he got left behind for a little while. I don't know. And Daenerys like got a decent, it feels like she got a decent amount of coverage, but just not that like not, not a much ton happened. of shit happened. Yeah. Or a ton of shit did happen, but didn't like move her story forward that much. Right. Um, but did, that was almost like, um, uh, I read a book forever ago about like how to write and they talk about like stories about the character changing or stories about, uh, uh, fuck. I can't remember. There's anyway, it's but, like, there are some stories that are just basically about like exploring a new area, mm-hmm. like a, a milieu story. Like we're, especially in fantasy and science fiction, we're like, I'm just going to show you this crazy new thing. And then, uh, that's going to be what's important more than like the character growing or changing all that much. Interesting. Okay. And I almost feel like with Daenerys, they kind of did that with here where her motivation's basically the same. She's learned some stuff and she's really shown her worth, but like she hasn't had a big turnaround like she did in the first book. Right. So, um, yeah, he's definitely like plotting this over the long run. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, all right. Well. So I, now we go find out if Bran is a wolf or a man or a bird. Or, yeah. An ant colony. Knows. It's um. I'm thinking about what you said about Daenerys and just how not all that much happens with her in this book. And like just all of the things that I've heard happen to her on the show that they've just kind of put in for mm-hmm. the sake of having her have something to do. Oh um, baby, should be interesting to uh to say. Yeah. I'm really like I've heard but I haven't I'm not totally clear on what a lot of it is. So I'm like, what? Um Can we reveal a little bit where we're at with the show? 
Oh yeah, well guys, we um if you are interested in hearing our thoughts on the show so far, we have watched the first episode of season 2 and have our um paid episode up on Bandcamp. Uh if any of you are interested in going to buy, it's 1 buck cheap and it's a, a little bit over an hour and it's at um we are naming the paid series of podcasts the gilded eagle because it sounds snobby and expensive yep and uh because we are and you can find them at um the gilded eagle dot unspoiled podcast dot com and yeah each episode is going to be a dollar and we have just watched the second episode of season two and we're going to be recording the uh the next episode for that soon. They're going to be up on Saturdays. So first episode just went up yesterday. Today's Sunday for those of you listening on a Monday. <laughs> we record on a Sunday. And um, then the next episode will be up in a week, Saturday. So check it out. Right. And my intent was not to uh, segue into a shameless plug, though it worked out very well. And I'm glad we did. Why should we be shameful about plugging our No, no, not stuff? at all. But really what I meant was... um. The second episode that we watched, which we haven't discussed yet, mm-hmm. has so much stuff that wasn't in the book. Yes. That it's like only vaguely the same story. So it's really weird. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we'll get more into that later, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't hold it in. Dun, it's, dun, it's, dun. When you're talking about them changing stuff with Daenerys, I'm like, they changed every, like, it seems like they kept Keep this it inside. Co- Keep it inside. Costume. Keep it inside. Only the costumes are the same. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. Um, you ready we, to call it? Yeah. Eagle high five. To find out more about anything and everything unspoiled, come find us at unspoiledpodcast.com. That's right. No blog spots or other nonsense. It's our own website now. Unspoiledpodcast.com. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 